Hello and welcome to the Spotlight Podcast. I'm Christina Kerr. I work at Spotlight. And today's podcast is all about the parent and agent relationship. Joining us, we have the founder and director of Daisy and Dukes, Michelle Kirby, and a parent that she works regularly with, Diane Zetterstrom. Diane's son, Oliver, is on Spotlight and is a performer. This is the perfect podcast if you are a parent of a young performer and hopefully lots of your questions are answered. Take a listen. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us on the Spotlight Podcast. I want to start with you, Diane, because we've never had a parent on our podcast before, a parent of a performer. And I'd really just love to know, what is it that you do? Did you know about the industry? How did you get into this whole thing um, with your young performer? <laughs> um, basically, I, I was originally a dancer, so I'm an okay. ex-dancer, and my husband's in the business still. He's not a singer. And um, so we were very aware, actually, when we... I've got just the one son, that we wanted him to try everything else but what we did. So right. we didn't really actively encourage it for a long time. Um, but he he's, he always had that sort of natural kind of always wanted to sing and very outgoing. And he got a job at the Royal Opera House um, in an opera, um, oh, Madam Butterfly, through nepotism, really. <laughs> okay. so my husband was um, asked at work, do you have a child that happens to be blonde, um, to play the role of sorrow in Madam Butterfly? And so, so we asked Ollie, would well, you want to do it for a bit of fun and an experience? And he, he said, yeah, I'll have a go. And he really enjoyed it. And... Um, so I said, do you want to do any sort of acting workshops or anything? And he said, oh, yeah, I'll have a go. So um, we got in, I got in touch with somebody to do a workshop with. It was Jo Hawes, actually. And she said, oh, no, sorry, I haven't got anything available now. You're sort of late notice for sort of a half-term workshop. But would he like to, would he be interested in auditioning for anything? Mm. And so he auditioned for, I think, I can't remember, it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And he did really, I kept saying to Oliver, don't expect anything. You'll probably yeah. be cut straight away. So, <laughs> You know, never sort of bigging him up, really. Mm. And he did really well from that. And um, he, I think, got you know down to the last seven. And um, he then went for Les Mis, and he got that. And so he did that for a bit. Mm. And then he got stage fright. So we haven't. He hasn't done any more theatre, but um, he still really loves to. He really enjoys doing film and TV and radio as well, actually. Oh, that's lovely. So, so he obviously had a sort of passion or interest definitely, from the definitely. beginning. Definitely, yes. Although, like I said, we didn't really actively encourage it just from our background. Yeah, we yeah. We kind of went the other way. <laughs> well, that's but, fair uh, enough. If yeah. he had the interest, I guess that's yeah. how it usually starts, isn't yeah. it? Um, Michelle, I want to ask you then, you're an agent. How long have you been agenting? What made you want to become an agent in the first place? So my background, I've always been an agent, uh, not always t uh, in the acting industry. Uh, previous to uh, my previous mum life, I was a, a photographer's agent. Okay. So I looked after sort of renowned editorial reportage photographers and I got them big ad, ad jobs so that they could go off and do all their, their reportage pro projects. Um, and then um, I started working at, at uh, another agency and did that for a couple of years. And then I went on to my... Um, own agency so I started up my my own business that was in 2011 um, and then from there um, it just sort of grew yeah quite suddenly <laughs> um, and we were placing some really good child actors in some good you know wonderful jobs and um, and that's how it all started really so yeah the it's uh, the agency's doing really well yeah for sure 
For sure. I mean, I find it really fascinating in terms of um, the relationship between particularly parents and agents, because I think that's something that isn't really discussed very often. Mm. So we do get loads and loads and loads and loads of questions from parents, usually being like, what do we do? (laughs) How do we approach? What's that relationship supposed to be like? So I was kind of hoping we could kind of get into that a little bit deeper. I guess my kind of main question out of that is how did you two meet? Were you, Di, looking for an agent for your son specifically? What was that Um, process like? What happened, actually, is that Oliver inherited (laughs) Michelle. Oh, right, okay. I like to say say that. We inherited Um, each other. Yes, because um, Ollie, we felt Oliver was at when the school he was previously at, it, it he wasn't that happy. So we were thinking mm. of other options. And one of the options was thinking, would a theatre school suit him? And so he actually went for a short time um, to Susie Earnshaw right. Theatre School. And, uh, and because Daisy and Duke's agency was affiliated, it mm. was still affiliated with the school, um, that's how he... Kemi, Kemi, Michelle and Oliver came together. Right. And um, we had, I remember the the first was a long phone call about, you know, I introduced myself to Michelle and obviously Michelle wanted to touch base with me before he's joined. Yes. And I just explained to Michelle what our first little Oliver had done and the type of boy he was, knowing that Michelle would obviously meet him anyway yes. come the beginning of the school year because that's what Michelle yeah. does when, with Susie Earnshaw's she, she goes and sees the children so I knew she'd meet yeah. but just a nice have a heads up about him before yeah and but was yeah. that do you think sorry do you yeah. think that was mainly as well because of his stage fright and just yeah. getting to know him a bit more and yeah it's it, that two-way sure. relationship mm. between parent and agent it's not just taking on a new client it's you know as an adult actor it, it you know, they kind of look after themselves, don't they? Right. So as a child actor, we all have a bit more responsibility. Yeah, for and sure. And I think that phone call, um, and we welcome all phone calls. It's not, you know, one thing I really wanted to say before I forget is I I sometimes think that sometimes parents are too scared to call their agents. Yeah, for sure. And they really shouldn't be. And I don't understand why they feel that. Mm. Um, and we encourage it. Mm. Obviously, I can't spend all my given time on the phone to everybody (laughs) but there are times when those phone calls are required and speaking to Di was one of those times that you know I had to get to know Oliver and before I met him and just get to know a bit more about him sorry Di no carry on absolutely that's yeah absolutely that was uh that was a good because I knew the big thing was the stage fright and I thought well there's no point Michelle starting to send him up for things yes on you know that were in the theatre if I know that I don't want to waste her time, mm. um, and just to say this is, but he is really happy to do, yeah, you know, other. film and yeah. other things like that. So yeah. was it a bit of a learning curve still for you, Di, in terms of? I mean, you said you were uh, from a dance background, yeah. your partner obviously, yeah. you know, being an opposite, but acting specifically, did you feel that there was stuff you needed to get to know in the industry? I, well, I think one, you know, like Oliver's been lucky enough to have a few jobs, and so you start obviously learning by just being present, present. on set mm. and realizing, you know, ha- how it works. Um, but I always feel the communication I have with Michelle is so easy. I will just always email her quickly or yeah. phone her and say, "What about this? Do you think?" Or if there's a breakdown of a script that I'm not sure about, mm-hmm. I. 
I, I, you know, I rely on Michelle a lot, really. Yeah, of course, it's a two-way. It's definitely yeah. a two-way yeah, relationship it? because that's how you'll get the most out of it. Yeah. If you're sitting at home, kind of wondering, oh, <laughs> yeah. shall I, shall I call my agent about that? You know, I'll always, I'm quite upfront um, mm-hmm. with parents, and I am totally honest. Mm. Sometimes, maybe too honest. <laughs> But that's the only way forward. Yeah. Um, there's no, in this industry, it's so fast-paced. Yeah. Lots of rejection. Um, mm, lots of, of you know, it, I think you've just got to be upfront with each other. And, you know, if I've got clients that will say, he's really not enjoying the musical theatre auditions, or maybe he's been to so many and not really got anywhere. And so, you know, we just have that conversation. Okay, well, going forward... We won't do that anymore. Let's concentrate yeah. just on this, or screen, or um, or radio, or your commercials, even. So, it is. We have to encourage that two way relationship, yeah, sure. and it's just the same as, you know, you might not hear from your agent for a while because mm. they're busy doing all the other bits that they do, and suggesting clients for different breakdowns, um, and you know sometimes. It does go quiet. Um, that doesn't mean that we've forgotten you. It's yeah. just a case of, you know, if you want to drop an email or a text or whichever to say hi, then then that's fine. Just to step back for a second, obviously you found each other through a school. Yeah. But, Michelle, is there another way that you like people to approach you if they're looking for representation? Do you actively encourage it in any way? Yeah, or of course. what sort of advice would you give to parents who are maybe looking for representation for their child? So we encourage people to head over to our website um there's a join us page and they can you know i I feel when they've done that they've had a a little browse about what to expect Mm -hmm. um sometimes we'll get phone calls um well actually quite a lot we get phone calls you know looking for representation um the way i run is that i i don't take people on sort of you know 12 months of the year i i have sort of two parts of the year where i will um audition a bunch of children um I'll try and see as many as I can in one day, and then I will make my selections from that. Um, right. Sometimes someone really special comes along, and it's not, it's outside of that those areas. And you know, of course, any agent would not pick up on that. So, yeah. so you know, I I would do self tapes. Um, you know, for example, we had somebody applied not recently, and they're based in Birmingham, and I really didn't want to bring them down mm. all the way just for half an hour or whatever in the room so yeah, I was like no let's do a self-tape and you know if, if it kind of goes any further than that then then we can meet but generally visit the website um give us a call if you if you really need to but most of the information is there mm-hmm. fill out the form um fill it out properly <laughs> <laughs> fill all of it out full, yeah yeah in full um and uh, and then um and then we will get back to them. So they'll get like an auto reply back just to say, yeah. we've got your email. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we sort of sift through all the applications and, and we pick out the ones that, you know, catch our eye and, and then we'll um, then we would invite them in for an audition. So we meet the children yeah. and um, we ask them to prep a script in advance. So we give them some prep time. We do some drama games and some improv. And, you know, we see them in an age-related group as well so that they're amongst their peers um, so that's definitely, sorry to interrupt, sorry. but that's definitely something that um, I know we've been asked is whether or not it's common not to meet before being signed. I don't think that's true. I think most agents would want to meet I would agree. the parent and the child. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, obviously, my interest is mainly the child. Right. 
Um, and I want to make sure that, you know, they've got something that we can work with. Yeah. Um, normally, after we've offered the representation, then I would be having a conversation with the parents. Yeah. Um, sometimes I wish I could audition the parents before the child. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Of course you can. <laughs> um, but, yeah, sometimes it's, it's just um, people that are just you know, inexperienced of the industry, which, mm. you know, we're here to help and we're here to nurture them and we're here to guide them, um, sometimes spoon feed them mm. um, with how it's all going to work. Um, and sometimes it's just the pure reality that it's really hard industry to, to, to break into. Yeah, for sure. And there's far more rejection than there is success. Mm. And it's also about building up your child to understand what to expect yeah um and i always my the way i kind of encourage them is you know you've got the audition so you're kind of you're one step there yeah go in the room do your absolute best make sure you've prepped and then leave it in the door don't yeah. think about it and if you hear back great and if not yeah and if not you move on to the next one yeah. and at what if at a certain point it starts to um you know, if the child is then becoming kind of worried about not doing well or it starts to affect their self-esteem, mm -hmm. then they need to take a break. Yeah. And that's when I will say to a parent, at which point, Yeah. you know, because obviously I do get emails every day when they've been for auditions, have I heard? Um, well, if I had, you would know. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to ask you about that, actually, if, yeah. it's, if you mind people asking, have you asked Michelle for feedback? I I try not to because I realise, I suppose, <laughs> I realise from experience that casting agents are crazed. Mm. Michelle is crazed. You know, my son's not the only person on her books, so I don't, I try and manage yeah. the expectations that mm -hmm. she, she is, you know, that it's just very, very busy. It's very, very busy. So I think if Oliver's had a recall and he's down to the wire. Yes. Sometimes, yeah, I, I sometimes ask, have you? which, like Michelle's just answered, she would always tell me. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, oh, you know, I try not to do that because I trust Michelle. Mm. Um, she will give me anything she's got back. Yeah, of course. But sometimes I go, oh, have you heard anything? Yeah. <laughs> just if I need to organise my my yeah, working life particularly. Yes. Um, because, that yeah, that's what you have to, you know, as a parent, one of the things is we've got to know that you can be quite flexible. It's helpful for castings that come in you know relatively quickly sometimes you have you know just a couple of days yeah and if you are you know most parents work mm -hmm. it's to negotiate and other children as well to look after For i'm lucky sure. i only have an only child which is, is makes it a bit makes simpler. it does make it simpler of course i kind of want to um, ask you a bit more about that because i think that's something as well we haven't talked a lot about on spotlight before but the fact that the parent also has to be quite involved and make time yeah, you know how have you do. found managing that on the whole, I've been very lucky. Like I said, I have an only child. I don't know how people do it with more than one child. I, um, I have a, a, I'm self-employed, so I can, as long as I'm is organised, I can arrange cover. Mm -hmm. I have a great mum that also can help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, sort of as well. Take Oliver sometimes to castings and. Um, but it's, yes, it's a bit of juggling. Yeah. But you you just try and be as prepared as you can be and, and be honest and upfront. You know, sometimes I email Michelle and say, oh, because Monday's my really big working day. And 
I say, is it possible it can be changed one other day if possible? Or maybe a self-tape instead mm-hmm. of actually going to a casting, which yes. is such a help as well. Yeah. Um, well, self-taping actually on that, you know, that's such an emerging thing now. There's so many yeah. auditions yeah. being done by self-tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that process like? Do you guys talk about what it should be? Did you kind of guide so, die in terms of how to do them so luckily well we, i kind of did the good thing you get i remember you said very nicely and tactfully die i think maybe invest in um a pop-up you know background and yes. lights <laughs> and gave me a great link because it is sometimes difficult in your home you know we had to make sh- you know we'd have a white sheet yes and, yes. and, and you know we do our best but, it, you know, and even I was going, oh, it's just not But it right. is an but, investment. But it's definitely yeah. one of the best investments, I would say, yeah. is to get, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's under 100, and, you can do it for. Yeah, and given time way, as well. Sometimes we, we don't get very much time with the self-tape. So yeah. um, if I get it, and I'll always watch them all, I don't just send them off, I have to watch them. Mm. So um, if I'm able to give notes and we have time to redo, then we will. Um more often than not, though, they do, you know, most of the clients, they, they do get it. Um, the, the portrait landscape thing is a massive yeah, bugbear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I have to be really obvious sometimes. I mean, now when I send an email about self-taping, and I, I do feel like a broken record at times, but I always send them a little picture of, of how it should look. Mm. Um, sometimes if they still get it wrong, I'll then send them a screenshot of what it looks like on my screen so right. that they can see where they're going wrong. Um so, so yeah, self-tapes going forward is probably, mm. you know, one of the best things that can yeah. happen in our industry. Yeah. One for, you know, the children who are, you know, there's more than one, um, juggling life, juggling jobs. Yeah. And distance to and, and them are in London. the travel, yeah. the money travel. involved yeah. and all sorts. Yeah. So, you know, it is a really expensive industry mm. to be in as well. Mm. You know, yeah. it's, mm. there's a lot that you have to put in and you might not actually get it back. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that that kind of thing as well is is a lot to consider as a parent. For sure. Those is are things to definitely be aware of. Your support network. Yes. Mm. Um, yes. Your schooling. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, having having the ability to take time off work to chaperone your child if that's necessary. Mm. Um, so there is lots of factors when you're thinking about considering joining in an agency that you have to consider. It's not just about having this beautifully talented child mm. Mm. Um, because, you know, you do have to have... I'll always try and make a way around it. You know, if, if a parent isn't available for filming, then we would get a licensed chaperone yes. to do it. Um, or I often say, if you're not comfortable with that, then you could get a grandparent licensed so they would be able to take them too. So it is, um, there's lots of kind of ways around it. But again, it's about talking to each other and yeah, making sure that we all understand. Yeah. You know, I try and remember, it's like being a teacher and trying to remember all your classroom names. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and just kind of making sure that, you know, certain situations like, some parents are single parents. Yes. And understanding, you know, that they can't always get somewhere at five o'clock mm-hmm. the next day. Or, you know, so just trying to kind of be that person, the go-between that can try and yeah. make it happen. Factor in all those yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I want to ask you then a little bit more about um, in terms of using Spotlight as a platform. How much input do you tend to have together on what that profile looks like or how you're <laughs> child is presented do you I encourage tend to get involved in that die or well I encourage pe- parents to do it themselves okay they have to yeah 
I think it's really important that they understand what their spotlight profile is about mm-hmm. because half the parents sometimes do not have a clue about what how, what the profile looks like and yes. how, what they should do with it, how to update it, mm. removing old images, um, making sure their height's oh, updated, yeah, yes. um, you know, and, and just lots of things like that. Yeah. So I do try and encourage parents to do it themselves. Do you do yes, that? Yes, I do, I do. I tweak, you know, his height and particularly his height and obviously children. <laughs> that changes very that quickly. Changes, that does change. <laughs> um, yes, and then anything that he's done I can you can, add you that can in. also edit it. it's knowing how to edit it you, you know you just take a bit of time and go on the mm-hmm. it's pretty straightforward I'd say yes yeah. yeah um I wanted to ask you then in terms of like actually doing auditions was there a bit of a learning curve in terms of that how to prepare or help Oliver prepare or did you guys discuss that much before he started before you were represent as you started representing him well, oh. I felt like he kind of had yeah. that experience already. Because he okay. had had done, you know, yes. he'd, he'd done a film yeah. and he'd, done, he'd been up for things previously. So I think... We do have parents yeah. who obviously haven't had any experience mm. at all. Mm-hmm. So when they get their first casting, mm. I will try and explain to them as much as possible mm-hmm. um, what to expect. It will depend on the type of casting they're going for, though. So if they're going for a commercial casting, they they you know might, might have to expect that there will be a lot of people, and it's very likely that they will overrun, and then they'll be in the room for maybe only two minutes, and then they mm. go home again. And you know it's a bit like um, making them kind of expect the worst just to understand this is what it this is how it really is because I think most people think that the industry is. Is all all fame and glamour and you know <laughs> yeah and and really 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 well paid which for children no. it's not <laughs> mm-hmm. and then in terms of um, you know you mentioned having to build resilience in young performers you know was there a sort of process in which you you know with Oliver sort of talked about what to expect or. Um. How do you kind of go about that I'm with him? Quite, quite lucky that I think he, na- he has a natural resilience, or he has a way of he does literally out of sight, out of mind. Mm, I, that's good. <laughs> yes, which is a very healthy thing because he has also other you know interests. So which I, which is I greatly encourage. You know, mm. so it's it's not just focused entirely on, you know, that his worth is not on yeah acting this one or getting avenue, jobs. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a fun thing, but. Um, Yes, I'm, I have to say personally, I've never had to worry too much about Oliver because he does let it go. But if I saw that he was, you know, dwelling on it, I I would, you know, have a see how you know check in with him all the time, and say you know put it in context. It, mm. This is fun. You are you know it, yeah. he's a child. It's yeah. not. It, it's not. He's not dependent on on doing this. Yes. So uh, as long as it's fun, as long as he can just you know it's in context which he can. I mean the thing with when he went to theatre we immediately said right this is not worth it we don't want you to and it's up to Oliver he, if he wants to go back and have a go again but I'm not certainly you know just no pressure mm. no pressure and uh, just keep it light and luckily I said Oliver seems very at the moment just very easy goes in does it and goes out goes and, out yeah you know, takes <laughs> gets it, on with life yeah sort of takes it with a pinch of salt really oh that's good which is a healthy thing yeah for sure I know that Lucky, that can be yeah. that can be quite tricky particularly you know just managing their expectations yeah for sure yeah. And, and I know obviously as well lots of parents want 
their kids to do well and get the part and da, da, so it can be hard from both sometimes sides. I think it's hard for the parents to deal with the rejection than it is the children yeah, I think the children a hundred percent I think the children are so more relaxed about it mm. obviously they're all you know they're all keen to yeah. get the part um but sometimes I feel like the parents are wor- they they take on their child's worry mm. about how they're going to feel by not getting the part yes um and sometimes I just have to relay to parents that the minute your child starts to worry too much, then you maybe have to rethink whether they need a little break um, yeah. or, you know, realise if, if this is something that they really want to do or is it something that the parents really want them to do. Right. Yes, yeah. I think. That's, yeah. yeah. It kind of has to come from the child to. first. hundred percent has so. to come Very from the child. So. Yeah, because it's them in the room, not the parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They have to then do the job exactly. and want to do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I want to kind of change track for a second here because another thing we're commonly asked about is social media, and obviously, nowadays, like little children can be on social media potentially with mm-hmm. a parent's sort of input, mm-hmm. um, and as well, those can those stay on the internet forever. Yeah. What's your advice or does Oliver have a social media presence? How do you manage that with your clients these days, Michelle? I just um, wonder. So obviously I can't encourage them to have social media until yeah. they're 13. Right. So if they do have an account under the age of 13, then it's generally parent managed. Yes. Um, and if it isn't, it should be. Mm. Um, I, Depending, obviously, if we're, if we're promoting um, Oliver, for example, um, I I haven't yet tagged him in any of our promo tweets or Instagram posts or anything. Um, You know, we'll hashtag and we'll we'll put his name out there. Mm. Um, But from the child's perspective, you know, it is tricky to help them understand uh, the implications of what they post. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mm. But in terms of input from an agent's point of view, Mm -hmm. um, I I can't really. I can't really encourage them to have it until they're past that legal age that they can have it. Mm. So it's I feel like it's more of a parent's responsibility to make sure they're aware of what's going on with their child's accounts. Yeah. Do you yeah, get I, involved, I, with Oliver's? Not really, because he's not that, he's not, bothered okay okay that's that's good and I have to say again I rely on Michelle Michelle to do her job yeah so if anything of Oliver's is coming out you know I know Michelle will promote it in the right way yeah um if Oliver was suddenly very interested I would definitely want to manage it rather than him because like Michelle says it once it's out there it's out there and you've got to be careful yeah for sure i think from a professional level um you know if they have an instagram account or or um probably not facebook these days they're a bit they're probably a bit young for facebook yeah but um (laughs) that's not cool anymore (laughs) insta all the way but if they have insta then um you know like we obviously they all follow us um on our on our agency account so you know we will we will sort of message them back and encourage them you know we'll always have that two-way conversation again with them yeah um but I think from a professional level, if we're if we're putting out a post to promote their you know their latest um, screen work or, or theatre show or whichever, um, we generally don't tag them unless they're you know over that age. Mm-hmm. I I just wouldn't allow. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable. 
yeah, kind of, yeah. But you do think it's quite a useful tool if they have it themselves I as do. A, at a slightly older age. I do. I think it can be good for promo use, yeah. but we have Spotlight. Yeah. We have IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have all those platforms that they can, if anyone wanted to book them for anything or, or find out a bit more about them, there they are those platforms those. that, yeah. you know, that should be the correct way to go, to be honest. Yeah. Nobody should really be sort of targeting the child directly yes. in terms of getting Social in touch media. with them about, you know, oh, are you available to do this short film? So, you know, in, in terms of if they have an account and they have an agent, then in their bio they should put contact, you know, parent yes. or agent, agent. Yeah. Um, for, for whichever. Yes, and also I sometimes wonder if it's more parents sort of a vanity or vicariously again thinking, who who is this for? Is it sort of... yeah. I think that can happen, yeah. 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 <laughs> Parents getting very keen to promote yes. their child. Yes. Um, yes. But then it's a matter of is managing it, that. Exactly. And, and how yeah. necessary is it, really? Yeah, because yeah, I, I think... That's my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I think that it's sort of um, something just about the industry, though, isn't it? Because I personally wouldn't go on Twitter and be like, this is what I do for yeah. a living, you know, and tell <laughs> people about it necessarily. Um, but because of the nature of the industry and the rise of the influencer, perhaps... There's yeah, this sort definitely. of idea that maybe yeah. you need to. Yeah, those YouTubers, they've got a lot to answer for. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I've got kind of another sort of question that's very common that we get from parents and I wanted to put to you, Michelle, which was that how much do you think it's okay for um, a young performer to have multiple agents and how does that work? What's your view on this? So um, I don't think they should okay. have multiple agents. <laughs> too much conflict, too much mm. confusion too many fingers in the pie and I just think that how can one agent invest in that client if there's too much investment from mm-hmm. different um, from different agents yeah. um, then there becomes a confusion over to who who gets what booking um, you know and, and what if they manage that sort of one's a voice kind of yeah I mean if, if somebody has a voice over agent um, then would that make more sense it probably would like for example we'd generally deal with acting um theatre commercials um tv and you know screen sort of side um and we get approached a lot about modeling Mm. um when i first started the the agency i did i didn't mind them having a model agent but what what i found was happening was that the model agents would then be putting the children up for commercials through Spotlight. I see. And all of a sudden they'd the be getting blur. booked. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, hang on, this is not how it works. So that's when I decided, no, sole agency was the way forward for me. I do understand that other agents will operate in different ways and, and depending on, I think, how developed your client is mm. and how, um, you know, how far they are in the industry at the moment, maybe having different agents is something to discuss. Um, but if if somebody's coming to me, kind of fresh and not really an experience, then I would like to nurture them first and get you know find the niche and find out what their, you know what their interests are. But if somebody is coming and they've got, you know, a really strong CV already, mm-hmm. um, then I can see how they would want to encourage different agents to do different things, just like they would if they were an adult. Yeah. So I think it's just again an open discussion that you would have, because even though we have that general rule. That doesn't mean that is the rule for every client. Yes. Mm. It's all discussion. Yeah. Yeah, it's by an individual basis, isn't it? Yeah, definitely with individual basis. Okay. 
I've only got a couple more questions <laughs> <laughs> and then I will let you get on with your day. But I wanted to ask you, Di, in terms of if you had to give parents a piece of advice, something you wish that you'd known before kind of embarking on this whole process with Oliver, is there something that you would tell them? Hmm. Um, I would... Uh, let me think. I mean, I think of practical things like talk to the school mm-hmm. to see how on board they are as well, supporting um, your child um, going in, you know, going off for castings or taking time off for work. Because you know, because it, it's important if the school, you know, is supportive. Yeah. And also get in touch with your local authority, the child licensing officer, yes. because I mean, I'm very lucky. Um, we have I have a great um, uh, child license officer Wendy Lancaster and she's been very very supportive um, but I think it can vary so I would I would definitely encourage some liaison yes. directly with the child licensing officer um, and just re- realize that your child's in an agency their part is very you know an agency very very busy and just have expectations of of time like I don't expect Michelle to answer me like within a minute if I've just sent an email yes I realize that's you know, not feasible <laughs> it's not feasible you just have to manage expectations like that I'd say yeah. and communicate keep the communication always feel that you can email or get set a phone yeah. date with your agent and I have an assistant as well so sometimes I feel like the parent doesn't want to speak to the assistant they want to speak to me mm. um but generally like I have a small office, so it might be that I might be head down into something different, but the assistant will take the call and I'll be earwigging what's happening and I'll yeah. always kind of shout across the room or they'll give a bit of input. So it's also to have trust in 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 the, in the agency as a whole um, as well as kind of your agent, yes. if that makes sense. Yes. What about from your side, Michelle, though? Do you think there's one sort of thing that you wish parents knew from the outset or that you could tell parents to just not the, do or do <laughs> differently. I think I think just the expectation that there's no guarantees in this industry. Yeah. Um, I find that sometimes people will join an agency, they will join up to Spotlight, um, they'll get their headshots, and they then expect to be in the next big blockbuster movie, and it yes. doesn't always work like that. And there's so much hard graft that goes into it. Um, and also, you know, perfecting... You know, they're acting, you know, if if they're going to go to acting classes and just kind of being prepared to, um, unfortunately, probably spend a little bit of money, Mm. um, which I'm really conscious that that's not always the case for some people. Yeah. Um, So it's trying to just give them the expectations that if if they get a job, Mm -hmm. then it's wonderful. And it gave it gives them great, you know, life experiences. Um, but more often than not, they could go for 10 auditions and not get any. Um, so it's just really understanding that mm. you're doing this for, for fun. Yes. Um, it is a business for me, um, but it's, it's also kind of just making sure that this is what your child wants, not what yeah, the parent wants. Parents, yeah. Very nice. And on that note, thank you very much, ladies. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spotlight Podcast. If you've got more questions you'd like us to answer in a future podcast, drop us an email at questions at spotlight.com. That's all for now from the home of casting. 